This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Uh, your sous chef of the garden, uh, <laughs> Franklin Proctor. Good morning to you, my friends, and to our good friend in the control room there, James Patrick Dooley, who uh, handles all the controls. And, in fact, is the first voice you will hear when you call the numbers. But I'm but hearing I, I'm something. Not, I'm hearing something. I'm not hearing anything. Dance, baby, dance. I can hear that. Yeah. We've got some happy birthday going on here. It's Frank's oh. birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Franklin. Thank you. Thank you very and many much. More. Well, bless your heart. Okay, you're hearing another sound of clapping. Yes. I want to welcome Ori. Hi. Absolutely. Good morning, Ori. Ori Burlasso. Sorry, Burlasso. 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 That's right. That's right. A director from Big Picture Conferences, but what I like to think of as a citizen gardener. Not a real gorilla gardener, right? You don't go around planting where nobody wants you, do you? No, no. no. It's all controlled type gardening. Uh, but I have been known to garden at midnight. Of course. Haven't yeah. we all? <laughs> By flashlight or the moon, one That's or the other. That's right. That's right. But you don't have your own garden. However, you have a long history of gardening. I met you originally at White Rose Nurseries, where we both worked many, many years ago. And uh, and now you help others in their gardens whenever you can. That's right. I try to keep my, my thumbs as green and as dirty as possible, and I like to live by Curiously through other people's gardens. There you go. Well, you're, you can sneak into my garden at midnight anytime you want. <laughs> Thank and you. And you know something, or I got to tell the listeners, mm-hmm. you can't, uh, of course, folks uh, see her face, but let me describe what is one of the happiest faces I've seen in years. Really? Beautiful smile, yeah. and it's constant. There you go. You so really sweet. do enjoy. No, but you, it's obvious you enjoy life. Yeah. You got permanent dimples. Here, <laughs> I'm you. Good and Lord. smile wrinkles too. And, and yes. welcome, if I may, to the garden thing. show. We're yes. going to have fun today, right? We are. So do you want to maybe quickly give the numbers? I will do that, Charlie. And then it's I will own, do all my, my announcements. My only job. It's you. true. Is, is forcing me to That's do why it right away. Okay, here we go. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty. For those of you in Toronto, then anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Our mantra, of course, call early, call often. One question for call or patrolman Proctor pulls you over to the side of the road and gives you a ticket. And please let us know if, if you're a first time caller, or as Ori pointed out. Do you get many of the virgin calls? You can be a virgin again uh, here in the garden. Frank will pull your chain. Well, no, so to speak. Okay, so the reason Ori is here is she and I are off to Workworth today. The Lilac Festival is on, and it's going to be great. The Lilacs are going to be perfect this weekend. So the timing of the festival, I think, is wonderful. I'll be speaking today at 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, My topic is Great Gardens with Less Water, and that's happening uh, at 39... 
Main Street in Workworth. So for more, for more information, because, of course, the festival is on today and tomorrow, workworthlilacfestival.ca. Tomorrow, 1.30 p.m., the Greater Toronto Bulb Society is meeting at Cummer Park Community Centre. That's at 6000 Leslie Street at Cummer. Uh, Dr. Lawrence Parker is speaking on bees, diversity and importance, plus there's a flower show, a mini talk on dahlias. All are welcome. Okay, there's another garden festival going on in Harriston. Uh, That's next Saturday, June the 1st, from 8 till 2. The location has moved from last year. This year it'll be at the Harriston Minto Community Complex in the Pavilion area. That's 111 George Street South in Harriston. Wide variety, perennials, annuals, hostas, daylilies, plus botanical art, photography, even alpacas will be there. Alpacas, Lewis, but they have lovely, lovely fur. Those oh alpacas, yeah, really huh? soft, nice to pet. Yeah. And who knows what the alpacas have to do with the garden festival? But maybe there's like <laughs> alpaca manure on sale or something, right? <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. You never know. Uh, next Sunday, the Newmarket Hort Society is holding their annual plant sale, one o'clock sharp at the Newmarket Community Centre, 200 Doug Duncan Drive. It's an annual fundraiser. It offers a wide range of healthy. Perennials, annuals, cuttings, herbs, shrubs, and indoor plants. Bargain prices arrive early for the best selection. And one more thing happening Wednesday, June the 5th. This is um, the Garden Clubs of Ontario. Every three years get together at the Royal Botanical Gardens and put on a show. Now, the Garden Clubs of Ontario is made up, obviously, of the Garden Clubs. Typically, women, I don't know whether that's in their rules. You have to be a woman to be a Garden Club member, but they are really flower rangers. It's all about flowers. Garden Club of Toronto is one of the participants at Canada Blooms, of course, and they put on an amazing show. So at the Royal Botanical Gardens... Uh, held every three years, this coming Wednesday, June the 5th, 10 till 8, Thursday, June the 6th, from 10 till 4. Of course, RBG is at 680 Plains Road West in Burlington, so it'll be beautiful. There'll be some demos and displays and absolutely out-of-this-world flower arrangements. Well, there you go, a whole uh, swatch of things to consider. And more, but, you know, there's only so much time, right? Absolutely, and (laughs) and, I'm looking at our monitor here. Uh, There is a lady on the line from Buffalo who's been patiently waiting ever since uh, the news started. So Mm. she's some, I don't know, 10 minutes, whatever. So we do want to ring up the charges too much. We'll get along to our first commercial break and to come back and have a chat with Barbara in Buffalo, okay? Back in a moment, here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dove. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Yeah, we got a triumvirate here in the studio this morning, and not only is the darling of the daisies, Charlie, here, but Ori as well, joining in, the fun and fray, and I'm Frankie. And away we go with our caller from Buffalo. The birthday boy. The birthday boy, yes. Uh, Barbara, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy birthday, Frank. Thank you. Morning, Barbara. Hi, Charlie. Um, I don't expect you to remember me, but I did call you a while back about my rhododendron. Uh-huh. I do remember, I think. Oh, well, at any rate. What's going on with your roto? Well, I wanted to save what I have, mm. and um, at the time you told me, you know, uh, how to care for it, but I really think it's, or, um, like if it were newer, I think it's really too far gone. Yeah. It, it's really sad looking. 
So now I'm thinking I'm going to replace it. Okay. So can I plant it in the fall if I purchase it now? Good question, actually. You will find that you really will only be able to purchase rhododendrons at this time of year. They are a real spring item in the garden centers. Once they're out of flower, they tend to just go nowhere, uh, so they'll clear them out. So I would definitely buy one flowering so you know exactly what color it is, and then keep it in its pot in a shady, you know, fairly shady location on the property. Make sure you water it very consistently, maybe daily, and then plant it when you get a chance. Okay, because I'm concerned about... Pulling this one out now, I'm going to disturb the roots and the plants that I do have around it already. Oh, okay. So that's why we're thinking in the fall when you kind of, yep. you know, um, the, the things are dying back anyway. Yep. Not a problem. I mean, you can plant in your garden at absolutely any time of year except when the soil is frozen, really. There's, you right, know, right. The main okay. thing is keep the, that uh, pot, that you know, that pot of a rhododendron well watered. Okay. And then you also mentioned that there was, uh, it needed some uh, acidity? Yes. Uh, And I wrote it down the last time I called you, and of course I misplaced it. Um, Can you give me the product again, and is it something I should put in the soil when I plant it? Probably. Uh, The soil here in southern Ontario and northern New York State tends to be very limestone-based, so not a bad idea to amend your soil, lower the pH, which is what you want to do. The product I use is called Soil Acidifier, so acid, A-C-I-D, a fire, I-F-E-R. Now, it is a sulfur-based product. Uh, where you live, you could probably find soil acidifier. You'll probably also find something called aluminum sulfate. These are all in a powder or granular form. Just read the instructions and follow very closely what they recommend. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. I love you guys, and I love your show. And I'm so sorry I'm in Buffalo because I can never get to... Um, all those great places you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you have some great stuff going on in Buffalo. The Garden Walk is more famous every year. I mean, that's oh, I know, a huge I know. event. I have relatives in that Garden Walk. And, yeah. um, yes, we do have great things here. Yeah, and, you do. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm a Canada fan. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, hey. Great. How about that? Run well, that up. Come visit anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks, have a Barbara. Great weekend. And you too. Thank you, Barbara. Okay. Bless, uh-huh. Bless your heart. I'm running the flag up the flagpole there. Speaking of, of a beautiful weekend, like mm-hmm. look at that blue sky. Gorgeous. I know, but a little chilly, don't you think? Just a little. Just a tad. I, um, yeah. I, thank goodness, hadn't quite planted all my very tender vegetables. They're still sitting there waiting to be planted, so they spent the night in the garage. I didn't trust it last night. I mean, yeah. I started by barricading everything together under my tree, chairs, trying to break the wind. And then I, I, about 10 o'clock last night, I panicked. I said, oh, no, no, this is not good. It's gotta go. Everything's going in the garage. It's yeah. too cold. <laughs> so there she runs up with her little wine bag and everything. To, I know you always have me with the visual, me with the wine bag. It's a backpack, right? You know, and it's got the tube. Anyway. Well, let's see what's going on in Whitby, okay? Right. Uh, Ruth is on the line. And uh, someone to the shamrock, I do believe. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning. Morning. Did I hear them say it's Frank's birthday? Yes. You did. All right. Happy birthday. Thank you you. very much. (laughs) And I think I heard you talking about the lilac uh, festival. Our lilac bushes, we have the deep purple. I know this Mm. isn't shamrock, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, we have the deep purple uh, double French lilacs, and they're just, Uh, the bushes are just covered. They're just peaking now, aren't they? 
Delilah. So beautiful. It's perfect so timing. beautiful. Nice. Okay, my shamrock. Mm. My husband bought, finally found me a shamrock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the dark red one. Yeah. And I want to make certain that I know how to take care of it well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a glass container, so there are no openings at the bottom for uh, any drainage. Not good. So what? where should it be placed, and what care should it be given, please? First, you've got to repot it into a pot with drainage. Okay. Okay, absolutely, because... All plants need drainage, but shamrocks particularly, this is a plant that's growing from little tiny bulbs. The last thing you want to do is have a soggy soil with bulbs in that soil because they will turn to mush very quickly. Okay. And then your plant will just shrivel up and die, which is the last thing you want. So get yourself a pot with drainage, whether it's a clay. You don't even need to think about a clay pot. It could be just a simple plastic pot, Uh some fresh potting soil. Uh, if you need it, you know, as part of this process, good time of year right now to do the transplanting. Plants are actively growing. They can deal with any kind of transplanting at this time because it's stressful to be transplanted and you want them to be, as I say, actively growing. Right. In terms of light, you're going to keep it inside the house? Yes. All right. So um, it does... I would keep it out of hot, direct sun. So if you have a southern-facing window, the plant should be a good five, six, eight, ten feet away from the window not right in it. Uh-huh. However, if it was a north window or an east window, you could be right on the window ledge. So up, you know, up to you, depending on sort of what kind of windows you have and where you would like to place this plant in your house. It's probably going to be in the room where, uh, with a west window. Okay. So again, a few feet away from the window. Uh-huh. Is it a window that has shears on it? Do you keep it you know, covered or is it open in the afternoon? It has, it has shutters that I can adjust. Okay. Um, the window has shutters that I can adjust. Okay. So, I mean, bottom line is, you know, that hot western sun can be a bit intense. You, right. You may be the kind of person who shuts your shutters as the sun is going down just to try and keep the house a little cooler uh, in the summer, which is not a bad idea. And that's, that plant would definitely be happy there in the brightness without all that direct sunlight is perfect. Uh, okay. Be careful about overwatering. Remember the uh, the whole idea of, I mentioned those bulbs, so it's a water when, like field of soil, you don't want it wet and soggy, but you don't want it to ever dry right out either. So it's kind of one of those, when it's starting to feel a little light or a little dry on the surface, uh, a little bit of tepid water is all you're going to need. Fertilize once a month, now until September, and then just let it be for the winter. All right. Okay. So should I have uh, water that has been standing to get rid of some of the um the materials in water that they don't like? Exactly. Okay. It's always and best. And then just water it from the top or yeah. the bottom? Uh, top is fine or bottom, whichever works for you. You know, you've got that saucer below, so okay. you can water from the bottom or the top. Okay. Yep. I'm going to have to call back because I have another question. And <laughs> okay. I know you, That's, you know Frank oh, will slap you around. You are right. so no. good. <laughs> good citizen. Well, I'll be calling you right back. Okay, oh, perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Thank you, Ruth. Ruth. We'll yeah. be looking Bye-bye. for that return call any um, moment now. Well, I'm glad Ruth found, I think yeah. Ruth called us about three months ago. Looking yeah. for shamrocks. So That's I'm, right, yes. She said her husband yeah. found her one, so I'm glad that, well, that, I'm glad that worked out. Okay. Yeah. You know what's happening right about now is uh, I'm getting ready to start doing my exercises. Oh, Ori, cover your I'm eyes. I'm a little embarrassed because uh, <laughs> Ori is across the table from me, and normally I kind of strip down to do to my Speedo. And, and, uh, and I cover yes, my eyes, I'll yes, tell you. And, and, and <clears throat> wait a minute. Da, da, I wish we had the stripper by uh, okay. David Rose. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, so why is Frank being so silly? Frank is doing his exercises. Do my exercises. Because 
It's his birthday, and we're going to let him get away with anything on his birthday. But keep in mind that boomers who want freedom to maintain favorite activities, whether it's stripping or kickboxing or gardening, you want to be active, you want to be busy, but you don't want aches and stiffness, Sierra Sil, completely natural mineral supplement, is something that both Frank and I take on a daily basis, which is why we're smiling right now. Um, retailers that carry Sierra Sil include, include the peanut mill in St. Catharines, there's, here we go, <laughs> Essence of Life, oh, perfect, uh, on Kensing, in Kensington Market, sierrasill.ca or one eight seven seven joint 14 oh my goodness, I'm blushing. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And a fond good Saturday morning to one and all. Ori in studio with us, a very good friend of Charlie Dobbin, the master gardener, who uh, doesn't really lord it over me all that much, <laughs> except that she subjects me to a few kicks along the way. Uh, well, it's just when you try and, and take the show over. Well, I That's know, when I get a little, and yeah. I felt a little answer. embarrassed about that, but uh, I've actually filed uh, with the station. <laughs> Uh, restraining uh, order. Uh, re- restraining order. <laughs> Please don't beat me anymore, Charlie. Yeah, okay. I have to sit on the other side of the table from now on, maybe. <laughs> I can't sit side by well, side. The main thing is we have fun, but mm. more importantly, you give out some great information. Let's see what's on the mind of Marita, who is calling in from Guelph. Good morning, Marita. Good morning, and another happy birthday wish. For well, you. thank you. You'll be getting lots today. <laughs> and good morning, Charlie. Morning. I have a question about uh, <clears throat> some red currant bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, there are three of them, mm-hmm. and last year's harvest was very poor. This year it's carrying quite a lot of berries, but I'm wondering, um, all the gr- new growth that is growing on the top of the stems, I started cutting it down yesterday, it seems to be inhibiting the berries, and I think this is what happened last year. Should that new growth be cut off, or should it just be left, because they're not getting any sun? Huh. Okay, so no. Normally you wouldn't prune the bushes while they're flowering or in fruit. Well, I'm not cutting off anything that has berries on it. It's right. just that, that new stuff that's coming up. Yeah, so what's happening, of course, is that the berries are forming on last year's growth or on the inside of the plant, the older wood. Right. And you're saying these new tips are growing out and starting to shade the the current bush. What? Okay, so... Yes, but you see, that's going to be where the currants grow next year. So that's one of the things about doing that trimming now. Oh, well, I only started on the one bush, and then it was so time-consuming, I thought, no, I'm going to hopefully get a hold of you tomorrow. (laughs) 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 I was out there for, oh, God, it was over an hour, and I wasn't anywhere near done. Well, I mean, the right time to prune those would be after you have um, harvested the currants. Yeah, well, I did that last year. Oh, you did? I cut them right back. Good. And they've done, I was really surprised how many um, berries, you know, once the little flower things Mm -hmm, are gone mm -hmm. and then you see the little berries forming. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's why I wondered whether they were getting enough light. 
Well, see, I mean, that's when you said you did cut them back, that's great, and that's important that you did that. Keeping in mind when you do your pruning, and it's always hard because you've you got to visualize when you're pruning where the plant is going to grow from that pruning point. So, you know, what direction the growth is coming from. Sometimes when we prune, we, we end up with a lot of crossed branches and, and new growth all kind of getting very, very dense. And that's probably what's concerning you now is that it's just sort of so dense in there and all these berries are forming or currents are forming and there's not enough sun or air circulation and you're worried that you're going to lose some of those currents as a result. Mm-hmm. So something to consider when you do your pruning this year is consider doing some thinning at the same time. Don't allow, don't just give the plant a haircut. Actually remove some of the growth right from the center, particularly when you can see that the new growth is going to start interfering with each other, you know, crisscrossing yeah, branches. The, the bushes have become quite large. Mm-hmm. They're in a good location where they get lots of sun. Good, and lots of air circulation right. is important as well. Yeah. So, no, that's great. I'm glad that you've got that. And I was just going to say as well, perhaps last year, one of the reasons you didn't see such a great crop is remember we had that warm weather and then that very late frost and it was a really hard couple of days of frost and many of the fruit trees and many of the berry bushes really really suffered. I only had one bush that carried um, any fruit a minimal amount. Yeah and it could be that's what happened. You lost your currants. Mm-hmm. thousands of them. Yeah, I know. It's, it was a good year last year with all that heat and sun. A lot of really plants is. really seem to... Uh, so anyway, I should save myself a lot of work and not trim those things. I would leave them alone as okay. much as you possibly and can. they will ripen. Oh, yeah, they, they should. If they're getting the kind of sun you said. Now, the only thing is, like, if there are if there's any dead wood, obviously remove that at any time of year. No, and, I haven't really seen any. And crisscrossing branches where there could be da- you know damage occurring as the branches are rubbing together. Yes, I, I, if you have the time. Yeah, and, and I'll you can do see. that in the fall. Yeah. Because I love those berries. Good I, for you. I eat them right off the stem. Mm, really? Oh, yummy. <laughs> or else I take them off the stem and, sh- and put a, like half a teaspoon of uh, a sweetener on them. Yeah. Oh. And use them as a dessert. I oh, my. They're good. That sounds so you, you, good. So you don't make so jelly or... Oh, you're very, I, very I welcome. I do have another question, nope. but I'll have oh, to call back another there you, time. <laughs> they're learning. My gosh. Thanks my, for calling, Marita. <laughs> Thanks, Marita. Bye. All the very best. Yeah, they are. That mantra is yeah. working. Well, it certainly it's is. It's taken, what, six years? Yes, but, but, it, but it's working. Yeah, it's yeah. working, yeah. Well, let's uh, move along here. My gosh, the show is just coming up with all sorts of interesting stuff to yeah. talk about this morning. And Dorothy in Hamilton uh, has an old horse chestnut tree she wants to discuss with you. Well, let's haul out that old chestnut. Hello there. Good morning, Dorothy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy birthday. Thank you. Good morning. Um, we have an old horse chestnut tree. It's well over 100 years old. Oh. And it has gone fairly hollow in the center. Mm-hmm. Now, at the base, there is uh, where we cut one piece off. There's growth coming up through it. Like in it, in the, hmm. like the, um, what's left of the um, tree. But at the base, <laughs> right at the bottom, about, oh, two inches above the ground, there's one shoot coming up. And we're wondering if that can be cut down with a chainsaw beside it into the ground and planted for to get a new tree growing. Hmm. Okay, but the the little um, growth that you're seeing from the base of the tree is yep. attached to the tree, isn't it? Like it's like a sucker coming off the trunk? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a separate plant? No, no, it's like a sucker growing up. No, no, you won't be able to cut that out because you won't no. be able to, there'll be no root attached to it. And he 
even if you cut right down an axe down to get into a root? <coughs> yeah, but the problem is any root you're going to get into is going to be a big old root that belongs to the big old tree. The yeah. kind of growth you need, the kind of roots you need are uh, young feeder roots, which are, believe it or not, probably 50 feet away from the trunk of that tree because that tree oh, is yeah. so old. Mm-hmm. Just out of interest, uh, Dorothy, how, how uh, big around, what's the girth of that tree? Oh, it must be about six feet around. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be huge. Beautiful. Yeah. So, you're, the, but the reason you're thinking that you want to take and keep that, that sucker is because this is a tree that you want to save and maintain, obviously. Yeah, we'd like to keep it, but... Uh, <clears throat> you can do cuttings. You could take some cuttings off that tree, root some cuttings, and start... I mean, they'll be little. They won't be four or five feet tall. They'll only be three or four inches tall. But you could start trees, and that would be the exact same genetic material as the, the current tree is. How We're, do you do that? Well, from that, that sucker you mentioned, that's mm-hmm. got, you know, that's a quite a young green sprout that's come out there. Yep. The, the tips of that tree, well, really just, I imagine really just the growing tip, unless there's a lot of branching on it. It's, it's probably just a single stem though, right? There's no probably side branches. No, it's just the uh, old part that was broke off and we had to cut it off. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is anytime you want to uh, take a clone, take a cutting and root a clone of a plant and start another daughter or son plant, usually we call them daughters, from the main plant, the best time to do that for most plants is uh, June-ish. So we're getting right to that point. Mm -hmm. Hardwoods, which of course a chestnut tree is a hardwood. Hardwood cuttings are always a little trickier than than say a geranium cutting or a coleus cutting, but it can be done. uh, And it would be something that you... it's a timing thing. It's having the right sort of length of cutting. It might be four to five inch tip. Making sure that wherever the leaves come from, those are called the nodes, you, that, those nodes have to be submerged below into some moist sand or moist perlite, and that's where roots will come from, and you'll start another little plant. Oh, okay. okay. It's worth a try. It is worth a try. Yeah. I would get a hold of um, um, rooting hormone. And it's rooting hormone number three that you need. Mm-hmm. It is for hardwood cuttings. Okay. And Ori's not yeah. got something to add. I'm, I'm just wondering, what has she tried um, collecting the seeds in the yeah, fall? That's right. I mean, they are typically fairly... Have you ever had seedlings come up from this tree? In your no, garden? No, we haven't. Hmm, interesting. Because oh. they often will grow. Horse uh-huh. chestnuts, of course, you know. I mean, imagine you do get all kinds of big chestnuts coming out of that tree. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they are not that hard to grow. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be the same tree, though, right? It wouldn't be genetically identical to the tree. It would, the seed will be uh, pollinated from a different tree as well. But yeah. not a bad idea. Just to, It's a great idea to maintain the tree, and I think it's very cool that you have something a tree that old on your property. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good so, for you. Uh, if you put it in the rooting hormone, do you mm-hmm. leave it outside or do you bring it inside? No, I would. It? Yep, you'll dip the cut end into the rooting hormone, then you'll put that same cut end with the node under, like I said, into moist sand or perlite, leave it outside in a shady location. It's going to take a number of months for any mm-hmm. roots to grow, but you're going to check. You're just going to pull it out, see if there's any roots. You're going to stick it back in, keep it moist. Uh, uh-huh. And at some point, roots will start to grow. At that point, you will pot that little plant up into a little pot, probably starting with a four-inch pot, uh, moving up to a six-inch pot as necessary. Keep it outside at all times. Do not ever bring this plant in. Come winter, you'll just bury the pot 
and all in the garden somewhere uh, because you're not, you're not going to plant that out in the field. It's going to you know get stepped on. So yep. it's the kind of thing you're going to wait until it's a you know at least a foot or too tall before you're actually going to plant it out in its final location. And in the meantime, it'll be a potted plant that will every winter just be uh, sink the pot under the ground. Okay, like the pot in the ground, but leave the growth above. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Good. Thank you. Good questions. Okay. <laughs> good uh, luck with that, too. Yeah, let us know. Okay. Thank you so very much. All right. Uh, along we go, I believe, hey, I think Ruth got back in on the line uh, for the second time here. Is that right, Elton Whitby? Uh, yeah. Hello, Ruth. Good morning. Again. <laughs> morning. Yeah, I didn't say good morning to Charlie the first time, so good, so good morning, Charlie. <laughs> okay, morning. Um, you helped me with my shamrock yes, now. Yes, indeed. I have a, an azalea plant, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, it was a gift, and uh, I was told that it has to stay indoors. No, you can put it out for the summer. Okay, is there? Okay, I was wondering if there was a type of uh, azalea that cannot go outside. No, no. What you were probably given as a gift is what's considered a florist azalea. Yeah. It is a tender plant. Yeah. It will die in the winter if it's left outside. Okay. But azaleas love, all azaleas love to be outside, and the one you have loves to be out in the summer. All right. So, loves the humidity. Now, how do I care for it right now so it's good to go out when it's warmer? Um... What I would do is, uh, right now you've got it inside, obviously, in a sunny spot. Yes. Okay, so what you're going to do in preparation to go outside is even, um, yeah, it might be a little chilly today, but even today you could take it outside, put it in the shade, make sure it's not getting any wind or sun outside, Uh but bring it in again tonight. Oh, okay. And just start doing that for the next 10 days or so. Every day take it outside for the day. After three or four days, you can probably even leave it out overnight because the temperatures are going to get warmer. Mm -hmm. But start this whole process in the shade. And actually, I leave my florist azaleas outside in the shade all summer. I don't – I mean, they get about an hour and a half of sun. They get some morning sun. Uh, they're pl- and they're that shade. They love the shade. They love the humidity. And uh, I'll sometimes just leave them in the pot and sink the pot under the ground mm-hmm. and have it be a green plant out in a shady part of my garden and then lift the pot and wash it all off. Take it inside at the end of August. It is covered in buds at that point and it flowers like crazy in oh, the fall. okay. So right now, mm-hmm. um, it seemed to me it needed a lot of water. It seemed to dry out really fast, I guess, because of the dryness in the house. They, so I was uh, really watering good. it thoroughly, and then at the in the pot that um, that it's standing in, mm-hmm. I um, put water there, and it just soaked right up into the plant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you watered pretty much every day. If they're in a sunny spot in your house, you're pretty much every day, if not every second day. They right. do well, need to be kept moist. Perfect. And so the soil is very, very damp. So is that yeah. good? That's fine. They're fine okay. with that. It's okay. really peat moss. It's not even soil that they're planted in. So uh-huh. no, they. not all plants want to be quite as damp as azaleas. And azaleas are very happy as long as they're kept moist at all times. Oh, well, that's good then. That's what I've been doing. Good. Oh, well, that's great. Thank you so much for all your help. I'll 
Hopefully these two plants will survive. Excellent. Oh, they will for sure. It sounds like you're doing a good job. Thank you, Thank Ruth. Thank you, you ever so much. You betcha. Any any further appearances on the show, uh, you're going to have to start charging us for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> you're becoming like part of the show. Yeah. Anyway, thank Thanks. you again. Thank you very much. Okay. See, that works. The yeah, second time. second time. She did it. Calling in there. Call early. One question call per often. call. I love it. I love it. Oh, wait. I just wanted to ask, Ori, have you ever kept an, an azalea uh, flowering, you know, an indoor azalea, out, put it out in the summer and then bring it in? I've done that. I find that when you buy them at the stores, though, they're so root-bound <clears> and packed in there, which I think is the reason why they get them to flower so well. But um, And why they need so much water. And why they need so, so much, much water. So much root in yeah. there. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I, um, I do a lot of gardening in Ottawa, and uh, we keep them out quite late. Yeah, like do through, you? Through September through to October. And I find those fluctuations in those temperatures really help those floral buds to form. That's right. So that by Christmas time, it's a showstopper. It's amazing. Well, you're oh. right. So the longer yeah. you leave it out, the more you delay the flowering. So if you do bring it in in, say, August, it's probably going to be all flowered out by Thanksgiving. Whereas if you can leave it outside. Now, it's not going to take a really hard frost, though. It'll take a light frost, but not mm. a really hard one. Like the Christmas cactus, same idea, right? Leave them outside as long as you can. Even let them get a light frost because yeah. uh, they'll flower like crazy as soon as you bring them in. Amazing. Yeah, they're very pretty. 941 here on the Garden Show, mm-hmm. AM 740, broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty <laughs> Village, where Franklin Proctor will now do his finger exercises, <laughs> push-ups. I got both my forefingers here, and I'm pushing on the table. I oh, tell God. you, he is just so active. And why is he so active and smiling while he's doing his finger push-ups? Exactly. Because yeah. he takes his there daily dose of Sierra Sil, which keeps him pain-free. Now my eyelids, up, uh, down, up, down. It's his Brain. birthday. We ha- he can get away with anything on his birthday. <laughs> so both Frank and I take Sierra Sil daily, and that, like I say, does keep us pain-free and no aches, no joint stiffness, uh, so magical mineral that's found in the Sierra Mountains. So for more information... Call the people at Sierra Sill, 1-877-JOINT-14, or pick it up at your local health food store like The Big Carrot here on Danforth Avenue, or check their website, sierrasill.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And, uh, hey, you know what? I have a chance, I do believe, to <laughs> ring the little bell here. Yes, a first-time caller on the line. And uh, Barbara from Ajax. Hello, you are the recipient of that little ding-a-ling. How are you? Good. Thank you so much. You're I welcome. love that little bell. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> my pleasure. I so enjoy the show. I'm not a Zoomer, but my I look forward to the Saturday mornings just so that I can hear the two of you. You just make my day. <laughs> well, bless your heart. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, let me ask you, Charlie, this is a, a weird one that I have. I have a beautiful garden in the front with lovely tulips and um, some some nice perennials, but it's covered with gout weed, which I understand it's called. Mm. It's a pretty weed, but it's just taking over the garden. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Ori shaking her <laughs> head as well. We had some callers on this last week, and I got a letter in the mail. I was just showing uh, Ori this uh, photograph. person mm. sent, uh, Mrs. Uh, Irene Jared sent a photograph of gout weed taking over her garden. 
It's a, this is a pretty controversial plant because it's still for sale in garden centers. You oh. can buy it, and it is a happy plant. It grows in the sun. Yeah. It grows in the shade. It grows wet. It grows dry. It'll grow anywhere. It will. You're right. But it tends to just run right through the whole neighborhood. It doesn't stop when it gets to the edge exactly. of your property. It moves to the neighbors and then the next neighbors, and it comes in a green and white form, and it comes in a straight green form. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yes, invasive plant. How do you control it? Well, hmm. It's a, it's, you're going to do a lot of digging because remember, any piece of root that's left behind will grow again. It's okay. a very big job to try and dig it out, but it can be done. I mean, it's a ongoing. Remember, if, you ever, if there's ever a plant on the property that you want to kill and eliminate, by removing the top growth, so even just cutting it off at ground level, you starve the root. Of, okay. of any energy because there's no more photosynthesis going on. So sometimes what people will do is they'll just over and over and over basically cut the plant off at soil level or just below. Every time it grows back, they'll cut and okay. cut and cut. And, and at some point, the roots will shrivel up and die. If okay. it's mixed in with other plants, though, it can be tricky to do that. That's, and that's often what does happen. If it's a garden by itself, I'm a big fan of cutting it down, black plastic on top, rocks on top of the plastic. And we call that solarization, where you just heat up the soil and burn what's underneath. With the uh, sun beating down on that dark plastic, you will bake uh, and, and eliminate plants like goatweed from your garden. But again, it doesn't work if it's in the middle of a, other plants. Okay. Super. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I hope that helps a bit. It sure does. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Good luck with you that. Bet. Thanks. Have Thank you, you. Ori, have you seen goatweed uh, in some of the gardens where you volunteer? Yes. And it's interesting how, you're right, it doesn't stop at the gardens. It can go right into the lawn and mm-hmm. into your neighbor's lawn. Mm. And then the neighbor notices. And then, uh. Right. But, uh, no, you're right. I've seen people take whipper... Um, snippers? Whipper snippers to it and, uh, and uh, trim it right down. I think it's good to do it before it flowers. Oh, definitely. <laughs> because those seeds, my goodness, they can travel. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's pretty when it flowers. It's a big white lacy, kind of looks like a, you know, Queen Anne's lace or some kind of, that kind of a flower. But yes, thousands and thousands of seeds in every flower. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that. We've got the two ladies at work here solving your problems on Charlie Dobbins Garden Show. Alex in St. Catharines, I believe, is on the line next. Good morning, Alex. Welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. Good morning. Um, I got a little bit of an odd question. It's mm-hmm. not plant-related, though. That's... I uh, keep, uh, I'm outdoors a lot and gardening and hiking and stuff, and I keep encountering ticks. Mm. And I'm wondering if there's uh, what the best ways to protect yourself other than covering up, because in the summer you can only cover so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you do want to avoid ticks. Ticks yeah, and Lyme really disease. Yeah, whatever they're carrying. Right. As far as I know, I mean, there might be some product out there. Just, you know, how there's those different, like, mosquito patch. You put the patch somewhere, and some for some reason, mosquitoes don't bite you. Now they're – or suck your blood. Um, there could be some kind of a, a tick patch, you know, something that helps you um, not be attractive to the ticks. But other than that, as far as I know, it's all about tucking your pants into mm-hmm. your socks, you know, wearing long pants, um, yeah, long sleeves, whatever. It's all about – providing a physical barrier from the ticks. I keep getting them on my face and my neck. Really? Oh, gosh. So it's... I didn't even know maybe if eating garlic would help or... Hmm, might. Because I figured little bloodsuckers, little vampires, right? (coughs) Boy, they are, yeah. Absolutely. 
So you're like in really deep bush. I mean, are you consistently going to the same place when you're out in the out in the woods? No, actually, it's not even. A lot of it's just like roadsides and backyards and stuff like that. Wow, maybe you're really you're you're a tick magnet <laughs> rather than a chick magnet. You're a tick magnet. Well, how about that? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I've never. I don't think I've ever had a tick on me in my life. Wow! I got one from a, a dog that we used to have many, many years ago, and I, I thought, "What the heck is this sticking on the, the this do, on the, dog's? the dog?" Yeah. yeah, it was on on its on her head, and uh, I got a pair of tweezers Ooh, and thought, oh, "I wonder." And I pulled it. Oh God! The claws yeah, on it. And yeah, it was don't. nasty. So, I mean, does it get to that point that it actually, you well, know... Well, no, you know they're there. You yeah. grab them before they get embedded, I assume, or oh, my gosh. get too happy. It seems I've had it worse this year, this year than any mm. other year. Wow. And I wonder if maybe the lack of pesticides with the pesticide ban is Mm-mm. causing that to go get worse. Maybe, but um, as far as I know, the kind of pesticides that people were using was actually probably more herbicides that mm. were, having, were out on our gardens right at this time of year because of the whole dandelion thing. They would not have had any effect, on, as far as I know, on ticks. Okay. Ticks are pretty hard-bodied too, right? That's like, they've almost got like a shell kind yeah, of body yeah. on them. They, they would not die easily with, uh, with insecticidal sprays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good question. You know what? I, so I've never been asked that question. I'm happy to do a little research, see if I can come up with, uh, with any ideas. Because, yeah, the, um, the one thing we did find is if you do catch them, yep. uh, if, we, if we put them in a bottle with uh, vinegar, mm-hmm. that's about the easiest way to kill them. Right. Because it seems like if you put them in water, they just keep going and going. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they can just sort of shut down and wait till conditions are better. So no, the you, vinegar seems to... Vinegar's a good idea. Wow. Okay, well, good question, and, and um, stay tuned next week. I'll see if I can come up with any, uh, any ideas. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, and, Alex. Uh, say hi to all the folks in St. Catharines for oh, us yes, there. By the way, I am a virgin, so you can... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, wait a minute. There you are. You... Bye. <laughs> Deflowered on yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can he say that. Well, <laughs> thanks, thanks for Alex. calling, Alex. <laughs> oh, terrific way to go He's to our next one. He's a tick magnet, too. I know, a He's tick special. magnet. How about that? Yeah, I see Dave Frediger and Alan Gelman moving into the studio just ahead of us here, joining in with uh, James Patrick Tooley, mm-hmm. our uh, producer. And uh, he's given me the signal that we've got to take a little break here. Okay. okay. He's got, you know, the old metaphors going there, the flags. Looks like it used to be in the Navy. Uh, all right, we'll take our little break and come back and chat once again with the listeners of Charlie Dobbins' Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM740. Yes, indeed, my friends. We are back. Although uh, Charlie was in the midst of muttering about something, I don't know, talking about taking her little field trip with Ori uh, today. Where is it again you're going? Workworth. Uh, Workworth. To the Workworth Lilac Festival. Well, there Ooh, you go. Yeah, baby. Right. Ooh, it's going to be nice. You, you are going to party today. <laughs> party today. Well, we're going to stay with some friends, Ori and I, and we are going to party. We're going to the jazz festival oh, tonight. Oh, really? We're going to be doing all kinds. 
kinds of cool things. Oh, uh, hope no karaoke. Uh, no, no, I don't no? think so. No. Okay, no, that's no. good. That, that was last night for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really? Were you doing karaoke it last was, night? It was, yeah. Well, actually, it was Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Good for you. You have a place you go to. <laughs> we ended up there. <laughs> I, uh, uh, okay. I wasn't far wrong with the old wine bag line. Yeah, huh? right. <laughs> well, Hilly, Hillary from, I believe, Freelton is on the line. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Happy birthday. Oh, good thanks, morning, Charlie, love. And good morning. I think it's, is it Laurie? Ori, O-R-I-E. Oh, okay, Ori. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I, a, a week ago, I purchased a blue stallion holly bush. Um, I haven't planted it yet, but I, a neighbor told me last week that if you purchase a holly bush, um, you need to purchase two. Is that correct for them to um, produce berries? That's correct. Okay. And so, actually, I've never heard it. It's called blue stallion. Yeah, it's beautiful. Blue stallion holly. I actually got it at Canadian Tire, but it's so pretty. Well, you see, the tr- I've never actually heard of that cultivar. It must be a new one. But notice how there is a gender in there. So you know that's a boy plant. That oh, is. Oh, okay. So what you need is the blue mare to go with the blue stallion. Oh, right. And actually, what, you, what in the best case, you want about three or four blue mares to go with the blue stallion because enough the, the boy plant will produce lots and lots of pollen, and the girl plants are going to produce the berries. Oh, okay. So that blue stallion will never have berries on it, but it will certainly support female plants to produce lots and lots of berries. Oh, so I need about... Three of them. Three yeah. You, I mean, you can go one to one if you have room for just two plants. But if yeah. you had room for three or four or five plants, then go heavy on the female and, and keep a single male to pollinate all of them. Oh, okay. okay. So it's quite a sexy holly bush then. It sure is. I mean, particularly the way I'm describing See, there it is, there, right? There is one hell of a lot of romance going on out in the garden, isn't there? No, no, sex in the garden. Yeah, it's I'm everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, what about um, feeding it? Well, the first year whenever I plant any plant in my garden, I don't emphasize the food or the fertilizer. I emphasize good soil. Okay. Uh, Transplanter fertilizer, if there's any fertilizer at all, or bone meal when you plant. Yes. After that, you leave it alone other than to make sure it's got adequate water for the entire growing season. Next year, we start thinking about fertilizing next spring because spring is the time to fertilize. Uh, But, you know, all of our garden plants should be fertilized in the spring. But newly planted plants, it's all about root growth. And Uh and that's where we want the emphasis. Okay. Okay. Um, And just just quickly, just a little story has nothing to do with gardening. I I picked up a newborn baby bird on Monday from my backyard. And I brought it in the house. I, I thought for sure it would probably die, but... I gave it some milk, and the next morning it was fluttering its wings and opening its mouth. So right now I'm feeding it on cat food, and it's five days oh old. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, keep I us have a... no idea what species it is, but its feathers are growing like crazy, and it's squawking. And... <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Well, get out there in the middle of the night and get some uh, worms off that lawn. That's, well, that's uh... the only thing I didn't really fancy, so it's on, living on cat food. And cat well, that's, you know. So you found it in the lawn? Like the, and there was no... On ob- my, um, uh, no, actually, in between all the plants, it was. It's, uh, it's, well, eyes aren't open, so it's probably. Only, it was probably only a couple of days old. Oh. My friends think I'm crazy, but I just couldn't leave it. No, to no, no. good for you. I blame you at all, but no obvious location where the nest was that it fell out of. Yeah, and it's from a really high tree, so uh, there's no way I could sort of yeah, get back. Have you got a name for the little bird yet? <laughs> well, I've named it Lucky. So. <laughs> Lucky. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sweet. Excellent. Anyways, uh, happy birthday, Frank. And oh, thank, thank you very you. much, guys. I so enjoy your program. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And good luck <laughs> Thanks, with Hillary. Lucky. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Oh, Bye-bye. that's great. Now, she, uh, Hillary's got to keep in touch nice with us about story. that bird. Yeah. I, I'm glad of 
we ought to start a, a lottery, uh, not a lottery, uh, open up a, a bank account. Oh, it's for right, the a trust fund. A trust fund, that's it. <laughs> for was, cat food. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's a cute story. Uh, we can squeeze in another call here, I know. Ray in Toronto, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Um, I spoke with Frank a second ago. I have a quick question. How may I be able to propagate a lilac from an existing bush? Oh, well, so this is actually, if you were listening when we started the show, we were talking at one point with Dorothy about her horse chestnut tree. Yes, and I heard that. Yep, same principle. I can't uh, access the root on this. You don't need to. All you need is tip cuttings. You just need to take cuttings from the growing tips. From a growing tip of a branch? Yep. Oh, yep. wonderful. Yep. And, I mean, right now your lilacs are probably blooming. Yes. So I would wait till they're finished blooming. All right. And then you're going to take some cuttings. They're going to be five, six inches long. You're going to remove the leaves. They grow in pairs there. You're going to remove the leaves from at least four leaves or two sets of leaves uh, so that you'll have those two bumps or nodes on the cut end of the stem. And that's where you're going to uh, concentrate on getting some roots to come from, whether it's – and that's the rooting hormone and some moist sand or moist perlite. Uh, Roots will come. They're not – lilacs are not that hard to propagate. Wonderful. must be a nice lilac if you're wanting to make more of it. Oh, it is a nice lilac. That's why I'm yeah. looking at it. Good. Well, what what part you. of Toronto are you uh, calling from, Ray? Uh, North Toronto, uh, Eglinton, Mount Pleasant. Okay, and, yeah. And thank well, you very much. You're so. very well, welcome. Well, thank you so very much. The two bottom leaves off and yep. Uh, yep. Put, put the cut end of the stem in. Hormone and then moisture. S- right. Wet sand. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Wonderful. Yeah. We've had a lot of terrific calls this morning, and thank you uh, one and all for uh, contributing to some really great programming on this radio station, which it's quite, I shouldn't say quite unique, it's unique. It is unique, yeah. Never put a modifier to unique. It's just (laughs) unique. That's Uh, a good point. Yeah, exactly. So AM740 is uh, here for you uh, 24-7, and we have all sorts of exciting things coming along. And you're here for a while yet today. Yes, I'll be back at noon for the diner where the listeners request the music. I go in the library and haul it out and give it a spin Mm -hmm. and stick around for it. And we've got a special remote today. We'll be talking that part and parcel of that, so we'll look forward to that. Um, (laughs) And, oh yeah, a whole hour of Frank Sinatra coming by. Oh, really? Two o'clock. You betcha. And is that because uh, it was some anniversary or something of his, Frank's recently, anniversary of his birth or death or something, no? No, not... Oh, I feel like there was something. I guess uh, it's I think Gene Stevens had a program a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. But it's also your birthday, so it's nice to have Frank Sinatra supporting Frank Proctor, Exactly. That's good. Exactly. And I need support. Yeah. We got to get out of here, you know that? So listen, thank you. Thank you very much, Franklin Proctor, and have a wonderful birthday. Thank you, Pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much, Ori, for being here with your smiling face, as Frank said. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, it's fun. It's It's fun fun. to have somebody here, right? You betcha. Thanks to our great callers, Couldn't Do It Without, and James Patrick Dooley, we definitely couldn't do it without. So thank you again. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. 
Idea City on the Air and The Garden Show.